0: Welcome to Cancelled. Uh, this is episodes 19 and 20 of Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. It's crazy. I've met multiple people when I tell them about this show. Like, I did a radio interview out in Oklahoma City this weekend, mm-hmm. or a couple days ago when I was doing a show out there, and they were, like, as soon as I said the premise, they are like, you doing studios? Like, people are <laughs> obsessed with the idea of doing this show. Yeah,
1: apparently a guy I work with, this is his favorite show, <laughs> and I'm like... Wow. You should not have told me that. Yeah, like, also, I'm judging you, you negatively now. Have
0: you seen other shows? Yeah. Is it like the only – it It's like, like that, did you grow up in that Pleasantville uh, – <laughs> or what's the one where uh, Blast from the Past? Did you grow up in that, that bunker with <laughs> yeah. Brendan Fraser? Is the only thing you have to see?
1: <laughs> I, I'm really glad you pulled Blast from the Past. Yeah, I've I'm seen – I saw that movie at a drive-in. I forgot <laughs> it existed. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm a little proud of myself, honestly. <laughs> uh so how's the show been going? Your show, your uh, yeah. TV we show? just finished
1: our first week, um, which is part of the reason why this episode is late. We we're supposed to record <laughs> on Tuesday, and I was exhausted. Because... Oh, and I
0: fucked up the sound. It's yeah, well, fine. yeah,
1: that happened too. Yeah. So <laughs> we we both <laughs> we've both
0: fucked up a little bit. Fucked
1: up. Um, yeah, no, the show's going good. It's this week was stressful, but I feel like it's going to get. I feel like we're getting better with every show. That's all
0: that matters, and
1: it's getting less stressful with every show. Right. So it's well, going be... to be know
0: what you're doing right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so it's you're fun. sort of the Opposite of the Studio 60 model, where exactly. apparently they've been making that show for 30 years and are completely lost how <laughs> to make a television show. It's
1: exactly, but that like also like this guy at work saying it was his favorite show is like, I don't know if I want you to make my television show <laughs> if this is well, your favorite maybe, show. Is he like, the, would he be your
0: Timothy Busfield?
1: He's he's a he's sort of a combo Timothy Busfield, uh, um, Bradley Whitford. Okay. Sort of.
0: Eesh.
1: He's at least not a Matt Albee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at yeah, least yeah. he's not that
0: <laughs> for sure.
1: Um, but yeah, I was like, oh boy, okay. um
0: or Hopefully, he's not your Amanda Pete because she, I don't think, is long for this world. <laughs> uh uh-huh. let's like, go yeah,
1: ahead. you. We we discussed on our we. <laughs> Sorry, Cubist thinks that Amanda Pete is gonna die.
0: I can't see her lasting. All right, let's get into this.
1: Okay, I feel uh, like a good show would have her die, but I don't know if this show is gonna have her die. You know, like it seems like it yeah. should happen, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, fair
0: enough. Maybe the show doesn't know enough to. It just the. All right, so we're in the middle of a two parter, actually a three parter. Yeah. Um, so we have the
1: first two parts of a three part episode. Too many goddamn parts. Which I, but also
0: like again, I, like why. If your show is already a thing that carries on week to week, then why are there all these fucking two? Like, I don't understand. Well,
1: like, a two-parter, I sort of understand if it's Nevada Day. Like, if it's like they're in a different place. Yeah, yeah, and something special happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess somebody's brother's been kidnapped and she's dying. So it's it's, like kind of special.
1: I mean, it's dramatic, but it's not like it doesn't change like where they are or like. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And That's- and I feel like three parts is enough parts that it's just not parts at that point. It's just an, a multi-episode arc. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. Exactly, parts. exactly. Like, it's just weird that it's, like, supposed to be this contained thing of three parts.
0: And speaking of dramatic, we get the dramatic uh, Studio 60 the s- theme music yeah, again. Yeah, the serious but, music. But only for one of the episodes... Yeah, doesn't make sense. It's the first one. I think the first one gets the dramatic music. The second one goes back to goofy sunshine music. Yeah, but nothing's been resolved by that point.
1: It's still like that brother is still kidnapped. I would. She's her condition in the hospital has gotten worse. Yeah, I would. I would consider those episodes equally unfunny and dark. Yeah, yeah. and yet only the first one gets serious music, which is interesting.
0: Um, fucking sorkin loves a goddamn flashback because this episode's full of (sighs) them
1: yeah and uh again more like very obvious ways to date a flashback um granted it is because it's about like the current events of the time because it's right at it's right when we start bombing afghanistan after september 11 right
0: that's what we flashback that's what the
1: flashbacks are too and wes the old head writer is like sick or something yeah i guess i feel like
0: they only had judd hirsch
1: because he yeah. played Wes in
0: the first episode, yeah. right? For that one episode, yeah. they can they couldn't get him for the flashback. So he's just like got a migraine or some shit in the background. And it's,
1: it's interesting to me too. I've been thinking about so he's out, and apparently Matt and Danny are now running the show in his stead. Right. Which, but the last time we had a flashback, he was, like, a junior writer, yeah. and that was, like, a year before this one. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he rose to the top of the ranks like that ranks quickly. Critically. Well,
0: when you're writing stuff like Crazy Christians, you're going to shoot <laughs> to the top. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, so, like, so this is, like, it's right after, like, September 11th that happened, like, four days prior is mm-hmm. we we flashback to. Um, that room, that writer's room, is the most ridiculous. <laughs> like, there's a group in the corner, and they're just reading reports from the war and like, yeah, high fiving each cheering. other and cheering. like, "Yeah, our, our Patriot missiles took down five spots, including blah blah blah." Yeah, yeah, for real. They're like jump high fiving. Like, it should freeze frame on them. Yeah, it fucking. It's who is that? Yeah. Even like Warhawks are just like, "Yeah, we kicked their ass." Like that's it. That's they it. don't. They don't get that detail. There's,
1: and they're still not as crass as to like openly, like, do a fucking like dance in the end zone <laughs> yeah, of yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. destroying Afghanistan. <laughs>
0: it's fucking crazy.
1: And then they all sit
0: down at the table to get to work and they gotta start pitching ideas uh, of what they're gonna do. And the whole thing is Matt Albee is like, I don't, Matthew Perry's like, I don't know how we're gonna be funny. Yeah, Like, nothing's funny right now. We should just not do the show. But they literally sit down like it's a pro-war, anti-war high school dance. Like They're all heck, <laughs> one side of the table is like fucking the Hawks, and the other side is fucking the the <laughs> like conspiracy. Like it's all about oil man side of the table. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And they and fucking uh, Luke. So it's Luke? Right? Is it Luke? Or am I still on? Luke Gil- is yeah. The Luke ex? is
1: the X. I was
0: watching Gilmore Girls right before ah, this episode. yeah. <laughs> so hey, like, my brain's a little off. Uh, Luke is the X, and he's like the king of the pro-war yeah. side, and he's like they like, Matthew Barry's like, how are we going to make this episode funny? And he's like, we do a whole episode bashing Muslims. Yeah. That's his only pitch. And he's literally like, good morning, cave dwellers, is the one I remember. But it's yeah. like a bunch of these horrible pitches that are just shitty racism.
1: What I found interesting about that, too, is apparently the way that they pitch sketches in this world is to just say the title of the sketch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Which I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I've never worked on, like, a sketch comedy show, but, like... When I think you
0: need more ideas than
1: that. Well, like, you that comes, like, last. Like, you have to come <laughs> up with the idea first. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. you come up with the snappy title. Uh, if all you have is a snappy title, you have one joke. Yeah, yeah. You have exactly and, one joke. And
0: not only do they only pitch the title... Like he pitches like six horrifically racist awful oh, titles, awful, awful, and, uh, and not only just racist, just not even funny racist, Stupid. just bad. Uh, to which Matthew Perry's like, "All right, some of those ideas are pretty good." Yeah, no,
1: yeah. no, they're not.
0: They're yeah, he's they're like, horrific. they're
1: funny, they're just not in good taste. It's like yeah. mm, they're also not funny. Like, let's not <laughs> pretend yeah, here
0: for sure. <laughs> um, so that whole f- that, and that's f- so that's going on, and they're flash like the, in in present day. uh, fucking so uh bradley whitford's at the hospital right Mm -hmm. and the young doctor from the previous episode comes out and he's like he's been shitty to that doctor the whole time and i've been kind of having that doctor's back he's just been shitty because he's young or whatever yeah uh but then out of nowhere that doctor's like uh it's like telling him what's going on with with the uh with with amanda pete and she's like bleeding internally and she has to go in for an operation or whatever and uh She's like, so we've on her under anesthesia, and Bradley refers, isn't that bad for the baby. And he's like, oh, she already had the baby. Like she, the yeah. doctor like
1: forgot it's, to tell him the baby's been delivered. It's like a weird afterthought,
0: and I couldn't tell if it was like. Him being shitty on purpose to get back at Bradley Whitford for being shitty, or if he's just a fucking wildly inept doctor. Yeah, there's no way to tell. Like they don't. There's, there's no tone to make it like if it's a joke or not. Yeah, uh, yeah, so immediately it's. I was like, fuck this doctor.
1: It's I feel really like we weird. Can pass this
0: we can jump around episodes.
1: Yeah, for sure. Pretty so pretty so that yeah, daughter. that is like the second episode. But like it, that whole dynamic is weird. Like when I, I guess it's sort of supposed to be because it's like he doesn't have any sort of rights to this baby which comes up like and so it's sort of like what's his position but then like so in the first episode they get to the er they they find out she's been like she needs to have an emergency c-section basically is what it comes down to and right before she goes in bradley whitford proposes to her and they get engaged like right right? and (laughs) which is such a it's so fucking dumb
0: like for those characters to be that dumb. Yeah. Like, she even says to him, like, when he proposes, he's she says, like, oh, you, like, uh... You can't be proposing to me like in the emergency room. You're not thinking straight. This yeah. is stupid. He pulls out a ring to show like he's been thinking about it for a while or whatever. And then she's immediately like, oh, okay then. Well yeah. you can't be saying yes in an emergency room. Right. You're definitely not thinking straight. You're like dying. Right? Yeah, you're like
1: fucking bleeding out and pregnant. <laughs> yeah, like you yeah, are yeah, not yeah. in a position to evaluate a marriage proposal. <laughs> that is not that should not be something you are tasked with doing. Yeah, like yeah. this can wait. But yeah, and it's like they don't and we talked about the timeline, I think, of this on the last episode. We're like, the, how long have they been dating? I don't even... It's I feel like, like a, like this baby, a month. Yeah. Like, She's not even... Like,
0: that baby's not that premature. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it it's like a month like, premature. Yeah, yeah. Which I was a
1: month premature. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to. You have some stuff that you have to do, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. that You're, baby will live.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but my, my point... Timeline-wise, is I don't know how long she's been pregnant. She like was she like announces she's pregnant and she's like not showing at all. She's very early in the pregnancy, and then like you go to Christmas. come back now she's a giant and just eating all the food she she
1: went like zero to pregnant like very Yeah, yeah, yeah but the show fucking goes week to week
0: yeah every week is the next week in the timeline except for that time when they that time jump they do at christmas yeah so like how fucking pregnant is she she's and they've only been dating for like i don't fucking know a month two months maybe yeah yeah it's crazy
1: it's insane and and it, but it's not played like that cuz like they have the sweet music come in yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be like a sweet moment between these two characters that we don't give a shit about <laughs> in his relationship we like don't like
0: yeah, yeah, cuz yeah. we
1: think they're both annoying and like that he's a creep and yeah like I can't, I don't understand like what time of year this is supposed to be, which is hard. Like, cause it's also very true. So, like, is summer hiatus coming up, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, if, if summer hiatus is coming up, then like maybe that's plausible for her to be having a baby, but like, it's very confusing. Um, but yeah, so she has a C section, so this is all going on at this hospital drama. Uh, your classic sort of soapy hospital drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the waiting room. I did appreciate though, um I don't think he did. He may have and I missed it. But uh I they he Bradley Whitford did not call the young doctor Doogie Hauser, which I really respect.
0: Uh yes. However I believe uh either Sarah Paulson or Matthew Perry God does in the next episode. <laughs> Fuck. Because they show up at yeah, the hospital yeah, yeah. and I feel like one of them does because I had the same thought where I was like oh man this, it's really showing a little
1: restraint yeah, here because that's just the easiest right joke yeah, in yeah, yeah. the fucking world like I get it like it's sort of funny I guess yes. but, I, but I was just like really impressed with the show for not doing it because like yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just imagine it being delivered so smugly like it's a real laugh line yeah, instead yeah, of just yeah, like yeah, kind yeah. of a gimme whatever right um but that sucks that
0: also then, so then uh, your comedy
1: writers come up with something better than doogie Hauser, li- man literally anything
0: better <laughs> uh meanwhile uh so nate cordry's brother has been kidnapped in yes. afghanistan drama. uh, uh, uh <laughs> steven weber's they're having a. Th- I, I literally i felt like like i am nate cordry is so good and i actually like that character that i felt i do feel connected to that story like, yeah like there's a moment where they're in the office talking and he's like kind of pit, like he's, you know, freaking out or whatever. And it shows on the news like they don't they haven't released the fact that uh, it's his brother. because They don't want to fate like them to find out he's got a famous brother because that makes him more of a target. Right. Uh, at which point they put on the news like immediately. It's one of those fucking shitty TV things, too. Yeah. It's like where they say it and then it happens on the news uh like again the, the
1: only aaron sorkin joke yeah, yeah 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 yeah, exactly
0: yeah uh so on the tv like, they show that it's that and like steven weber freaks out and he's calling and he's like just fucking t-. and like i got mad at the news legitimately watching it like for the character i was like no yeah. i'm like, not like mad you were like, invested this was in the story. dumb. i was yeah. invested at the point where i was like no like i, <laughs> I got really mad and then what well, i literally wrote down here at one point because steven weber's on the phone like I don't care what you're saying. Just take it down. And I wrote down here, like you do what Stephen Weber says.
1: This is what I, I wrote. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you
0: listen to him. And there are a couple of things in his episodes that, like, like that, where I'm like, I am invested, and I feel like they're like genuine moments. Like, uh, there's a thing happening where people are making inappropriate jokes.
1: Yeah, I thought that was handled really well. I thought it was
0: handled perfectly, specific. Like that's a you know a lot of people. I use that as a defense mechanism, but particularly if you're in a fucking comedy writing room, like for sure, people are gonna make
1: jokes. that gallows humor is gonna be there. Yeah, yeah.
0: There's like uh, somebody like Matt Perry says, like if I was over there, some Jewish, they like, he, like he's got this going for him that he's not Jewish. If I was there, they'd cut my head, FedEx my head back to my mom. And uh, Sarah Paulson's like, well, if you absolutely positively have to get it there overnight, like, yeah, like that's like the FedEx logo, and it's just like little bits and pieces like that. Uh, and there's a handful of those jokes that just felt actually really genuine,
1: and uh, I feel like it it felt genuine to what people would say, and it yeah, actually and it felt, wasn't over the
0: top. They didn't like go crazy with it It was just like the right amount at the right time,
1: yeah, and I feel like it also read as like being a comfort to those characters yeah. in that in that world, which is how that functions right. in life like not only are they saying it it's and it's they're saying jokes that people would say, but it's not delivered with that sort of smug tone that the rest of the jokes (laughs) on this show are portrayed, like, are delivered in. Like, it it did feel very, like, realistic, and the response to it felt realistic. I agree. I think this story is like... grading on the curve of the show is being handled well yes is the the nate cordry particularly
0: compared to the amanda pete story which just feels like fucking general hospital
1: right it's just like well we're getting to the end of the season so i guess her baby has to have a problem yeah
0: and like there's one problem after the other it's not like there was just like initially she goes to the emergency room with the baby's like it's Got a this cord tangled around his neck or something. Yeah. They're like we'll fix that, no big deal. Then she starts, ble- she's having a problem, and it's like one thing after the other.
1: And it's the annoying. the problem she has, I was thinking about this too, because like again, I like I was premature, and my mom had preeclampsia, which is this thing that yeah, she exactly. has, yeah, yeah, and like it's pretty common, right. and it doesn't usually kill you, and like it's like pre- it's not like I mean, it's scary, like sure. it's scary to have something scary like that happen to you when you're pregnant, but yeah, like yeah. it's not. In real life, not like season finale, people like running down a ho- – it's like you just have to be in the hospital and they treat you and well, like they well, make sure your blood pressure doesn't get too high. Like it's okay.
0: Well, I give <laughs> – I kind of give the show credit in that regard then because I didn't realize that and I had been getting a little annoyed at the way the doctor was telling okay, him all this yeah. news like it was no fucking big deal. Where, like, you're like, yeah, you know, this is an issue. We got to take care of it, but it'll be fine. Like, that's kind of how he's delivering all the news. <laughs> so, okay, that's the facts then. Yeah. Like, the whole time, I was like, hey, man, this lady's dying. You want to show scary. a little, I little mean, sense of urgency here? <laughs> well, then
1: she starts, like, bleeding internally. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. different. That's a different thing, yeah. But, and like but yeah, like, the the condition she had. the But then also, the condition she had combined with the cord being around the baby's neck. And then it's just, like, it's so much. Because they have to throw all this shit at her to make it, like, seem so dire. Right. But, but yeah, I just thought that was fun because it's like it's really like It's bad, but it's, like, boring bad. It's not, like, like crazy, (laughs) scary, dramatic story bad, you know? Right, right, right. (laughs) Like, maybe Bradley Whitford would be, like, concerned and at the hospital, but no one else, probably. Like, it'd be okay. Don't don't
0: waste your time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Also, Horny Lawyer's back. Uh, Horny
1: Lawyer is not only back, apparently she has secret kidnapping, (laughs) like, courier service connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is going on with that?
0: Yeah, somehow her stupid sexual harassment law firm... Also handles like kidnapping negotiations in the in like the <laughs> mid east and the, and south america uh so she's telling matthew perry like she keeps coming to Matthew Perry like, look, we have these connections like i don't you know maybe we can if you want, we can look into it. And it's so weird. It's handled so strangely because she reme- like he's kind of like he, she goes to him, and then when he asks a question, her says like Let's do something about it. She's like, They're only going to talk to Nate Cordry and his family. They're not going to deal with you, uh, which makes sense. But yeah. in which case, why the fuck did you go to him in the first place? Right. But then later on, repeatedly, she keeps asking his approval for things. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to cost this much money. Should we go ahead or whatever? But w- then what the fuck? Like, his- pick one.
1: Yeah. His authority as a head comedy writer? Like, what What the fuck is she going your
0: boss. That'd be like if they fucking went to my fucking barge gig that I work and asked my manager, like, (laughs) hey, can we fucking go ahead ahead for this rescue mission? It doesn't make sense. (laughs) And then also, like, repeatedly... So they bring in... At some point, Matthew Perry brings in Timothy Busfield uh, to, like, get a second opinion on this kidnapping rescue (laughs) mission for some reason. Yeah, Who, by the way... Well versed in the realm of kidnapping yep. rescue missions, he's like, "Oh, K and specialist. Do they do Axiom Security or whatever? Fucking like, <laughs> yeah. knows he just all knows the terms. Uh, and like, he knows stuff about like the statistics. Like, he just knows way too much shit. But then he brings up a point that it's like, uh, they he's like they only handle these firms only handle it for private civilians. Yeah, Cordry's brother's the there in the military. Air Force. You so, can't like, just they can't do it. Like no. they're not allowed." They say that, and then they continue on with this fucking plan. Yeah, they're like, like, okay, well, what?
1: but how are we going to get him out? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you're not.
0: You're going to let the fucking military do what it's supposed to do.
1: Yeah, you can't. That... <laughs> I feel like that should be obvious to like anyone that like if it's a military hostage that is a different thing than a civilian kidnapping like right. it just is it's in a in a war zone that's like <laughs> you can't just like yeah. figure this out on your you're not, own you're not
0: hiring rambo to take that boat yeah. in the river it's just not going to happen yeah. and then I all right and then the other thing that's annoying me in this episode and, well there's a few things one <laughs> is the fact that horny lawyer seems to be hornier than she had been yeah like she's really fucking it's all the espionage shit she's like she's into it yeah she's real like fucking like sassy the whole time uh also uh there's a, a representative from the air force uh is there
1: oh fuck this guy
0: to he's supposed to provide com- like he's supposed to sit with nate cordry and like answer questions or provide comfort or whatever but he literally can answer no questions but he keeps bringing up things and then telling him he can't talk about it like it sounds yeah. like he says you know the, the last time we had contact with your brother was right before he we went missing and, it, and he's like i don't care i want to know if you've had contact with him since and he says well you do care because if we had contact before we might have a better idea of where he is And he's like, okay, well, do you have a better idea where he is? He's like, I can't tell you that. Well, well, shut the fuck up, man. You are making things so much worse by your presence. And then they keep making this joke of him being like, I'm here for comfort, man. I know, I'm terrible at this. Yeah, you are. Like, you shouldn't be in this room.
1: Yeah, like, he's just there to, like, so that uh, Nate Cordier can, like, have someone to sound off against his, like, feelings with or whatever. But, like, he's just, it's one of those things where it seems like Given the like last flashback of the show, it's like is this guy imaginary? (laughs) Is he, yeah, like yeah, yeah. is he just like a product of <laughs> Nate Cordry's like weird trauma? Oh fuck, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that for one second. If Nate
0: Cordry's just sitting in his dressing room alone, just <laughs> Hallucinating. talking to like a mannequin with a, a uniform on it that they use for props.
1: Cause, yeah, because all he does is like lead Nate Cordry down these terrible thought exercises of shit that like he shouldn't be thinking about because uh, his brother's a fucking hostage. Yeah. This guy's a total dick. I totally was like, I was like, this guy seems imaginary to me. <laughs> <The> other, <laughs> He's not real. The
0: other thing that we haven't really been mentioning in these flashbacks is that they solely serve to show this ongoing fight that's been happening between Sarah Paulson and Matt Perry. Like, I, I, other than the like nine eleven, and they're really hammering home. They
1: are the, the sort of
0: current like, events. They keep making these jokes of like. Like In the flashback where the wars just started being like, when this war is over, which should be in about 15 minutes, we're yeah. going to blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, 14 It's later, basically
1: the, the equivalent of, like, uh, when they do, like, a, flat, like a, a movie set in, like, the 80s and they make a bunch of jokes about, like... How it's the '80s, like it's just like the dramatic irony of like people not knowing that the future has happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's that like over and over and over again. For sure. Like I feel like it's like you, how that's like what all of the movie Titanic is like. That's what's happening here. <laughs> it's like it's really bugging me that I can't think of any example. But yeah, like this one it'll be over tonight. Like you right. know, why should we postpone the show? It's like it's just it's whatever, and it's like oh, if only they knew. Well, they right, don't because right. it's fucking 2001. Yeah, Who it's cares? Dump dump. Um, uh,
0: so that's so they're having this fight, and they keep like it starts in the present day, where they literally just out of nowhere go Amanda Pete and uh, not Amanda Pete, I'm sorry Sarah Paulson and Matt Perry okay. go. Haven't we been having this fight for eight years? But they weren't having a fight at the time, which was very no, strange. they're having a normal conversation, a normal conversation. Uh, and then it flashes back to them having this ongoing fight about religion because she wants to pray and he's like praying is stupid. And they show them in, like, this terrible montage. It ends, like, all his dramatic shit has to do with, like, a terrible montage over what I think is Hallelujah, but I don't think it is now that I say that out (laughs) loud. Yeah,
1: I feel like every montage in the show that we've seen... First choice for the music was Hallelujah. Kids could afford it, and they just yeah, like, or they used it once and they're like, we can't keep using it. I think this one is okay. So the argument is about it's just them arguing about religious shit, right. and it's the most tedious, boring, the, fucking yeah, yeah, atheist yeah, yeah. one hundred and one. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's really garbage. Fucking lame. Like, this is your big like. This is your big gotcha. Yeah. Is yeah, like, yeah. well, what if Mary, like, wasn't a virgin? Yeah. Like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, like, are you yeah, yeah. 12 and just figuring out that you, yeah, that you, you sound is like boring? a 19
0: year old that just found weed and just yeah. asking really stupid questions?
1: Yeah. Like, it's so lame. And then the, the music that it goes into in the montage, I believe it's have a little faith. <laughs> I be- I'm pretty sure. I think, I'm, oh, you're pretty, and it's I'm like, pretty sure you're right. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you kidding <laughs> me? It's so bad. And it's bad. over
0: this horror of like, so they'll be in the bathroom brushing. Their teeth, and he's like, "What if? Well, you know, Noah <laughs> made the boat. God didn't send a boat. God sent the flood, or whatever yeah, stupid yeah. horseshit." And it's like a, and then they wake there in bed together in another stupid. Which thing. you
1: pointed out, God didn't like God, in your argument. God doesn't send anything. God doesn't exist in your yeah yeah yeah. Like, that's what? The, yeah,
0: that's really annoying to me. <laughs> like you can't use God as an argument for atheism it yeah. just does that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking counterintuitive uh, <laughs> although
1: which, maybe that's like just his jewishness coming out because yeah, i yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. the jewish conception of god is god exists but he sent the flood yeah it's like, yeah, it's, so it's like maybe god that's, exists but
0: he's kind of a dick he's about kind it. of an asshole yeah. like, and you just have to be cool
1: with it because that's just how it is but yeah it's it's so like heavy-handed and it's like i feel like we could have gathered that they had had that fight in the first episode without showing
0: like a five minute montage of it at one point she literally like he says something to her about like about praying again and she's like pray with me i'll show you how he doesn't that's not his problem he doesn't not know how to pray (laughs) he doesn't believe in your hocus pocus like I, i feel shitty saying that because like i'm definitely an atheist but i'm not like a fucking go to Christians and be like hey stupid I like I believe that but I, I try not to say it you know right, what I mean right uh, like I, anytime I meet like a young Christian or like a young religious person I'm like how do you have old people beliefs you're like 22 like don't shouldn't you know better <laughs> I thought every all young people I thought like I, in my head I feel like young people just get it and yeah, the rest up for they, old they people they just have
1: figured it out yeah and yeah like,
0: but apparently not uh, but like I, but he's I, such a dick about it yeah. like he's like he's like the bill maher of you know what i mean where he's, just yeah. like, he's like a real cocky piece of shit about it
1: well it's like can't you can't you accept as an atheist that even though prayer doesn't work it makes people feel, feel better, better. Yeah, and yeah, can't yeah. like of all the things that make people feel better isn't that a pretty harmless one For just let her sure fucking hit the knees and yeah, do, yeah, like yeah. just Th- yeah, something had, terrible is happening to their friend yeah, just yeah, let her yeah, deal yeah. with it the way she's gonna fucking deal with it yeah it's so lame and thankfully i feel like he like i was like please don't get down and pray and have this be like a fucking lame like i don't know like we all learned something today thing. yeah and then yeah, his yeah, phone yeah, rings yeah, yeah, and i'm yeah. like okay at least that didn't happen right like, <laughs> well yeah there was, i feel like there was much. no way that was
0: gonna happen i was
1: scared uh, i was scared but then again it is like He's clearly Sorgon is clearly the Matthew Perry, so he probably wouldn't let that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happen. So I'm still getting. So, so the other, the I have written down in my notes like six times. Oh, I think Amanda Pete's going to die. Please let Amanda <laughs> Pete die. Come on, let Amanda Pete die. The reason I feel this is, we've got two major storylines happening. One of them has to. I feel like one is going to end well and one's going to end poorly. Yeah. And I feel like they can't. Nate Cordley's brother is not going to die just because it's too obvious. Like mm. he's on his knees with a guy with axe behind his head. Yeah. Like if that ends with him dying, it's not a shock at all. So, yeah. And and Aaron Sorkin is all about the fucking. He thinks he gotcha surprise twist mm. that you see coming a fucking mile away, which is what I think is going to happen. Particularly once they bring up the fact. So th- so now in this in, in sort of part two, the baby's been born. Yes. And he's like he can't get in to see the baby because he doesn't have a wristband or whatever. Yeah. And this fucking nurse is a real cunt, by the way. Like that yeah. nurse, like. She's like, hey, you can't like he's he's the baby's in the, in the NICU, which I know from TV means baby ICU. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: neonatal intensive care unit.
0: Wouldn't it just be natal? Is it oh, neonatal yeah. prebirth? I think you're right. <laughs> this guy postnatal. <laughs> um, so like, but anyway, so the nurse is like, you can't get in there without a, an ID bracelet. But she ref- like she never once tries to tell him how to get an ID bracelet. Yeah. She's just real shitty about the whole situation um Matthew Perry and Sarah Paulson have joined him and he's like he wants to meet his his daughter he keeps talking about his daughter
1: uh she she this nurse is acting like she works at the DMV and not a NICU (laughs) yeah yeah like the way no personal skills just like the most bureaucratic like well gotta get a wristband you this is a like high sensitivity area lady for sure also I looked it up because it's bugging me it is neonatal oh is it okay yeah
0: (laughs) um so, yeah, so the baby, like, so he's trying to see his baby. Sarah Paulson and uh, Matthew Perry have joined him at this point. And fucking, because they're the worst. He tells, like, he says, like, he popped the question or whatever, and Matthew Perry's like, well, what? I didn't finish the draft. What did you say? Ugh. Because he's had Matthew Perry writing a proposal for him the whole time, which is
1: terrible. It's gross. Also, it's like, that's like, what are you, preparing a brief? Like, why yeah, do you need...
0: I mean, I get the idea of like having an idea of what you want to say before you propose to somebody. That seems for like, sure, but you should fucking come up with that. Also, you don't like, fucking subcontract that out to your writer buddy.
1: Yeah, and like he's a writer. Don't subcontract that out to any writer. Right. But like, also not a comedy writer. Like that's <laughs> I don't. Uh, I feel like that's not who you want writing your engagement, your proposal, sure. or your like wedding vows or something. No, because
0: halfway through <laughs> there's going to be a really shitty crack about Jesus. Yeah. You can't not make. Oh, we can't
1: like. Yeah, you can't.
0: You can't write a page worth of dialogue without having some shitty. Jesus <laughs> I would love to there. see his
1: wedding vows. I'm he sure they're would. the snarkiest fucking shit. Oh my god.
0: No, it's uh, it, he literally is like it, like halfway through the wedding vows, it, it, uh, Amanda Pete has to realize that Bradley Whitford's right behind her. That's yeah. the only thing. <laughs> It's the only gag they have. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, so I'm still thinking Amanda Peet's gonna die. Uh, we're back to the happy fee music.
1: Well, because also, like, not only does that happen, uh, did you say the thing about sexy lawyer? Maybe I tuned out. Uh, uh,
0: maybe I didn't. So
1: the sexy lawyer reminds him. Oh yeah, that,
0: yeah, that's coming up. I haven't said, but yeah, okay.
1: Just because I feel like that sort yeah, yeah, of yeah. telegraphs that Amanda Peet's gonna For die sure. is like the. Um, so she's like. If something happens to her... Yeah, she's talking
0: to Matthew Perry. Yeah, she's, she's telling talking to Matthew Matthew, Perry. She's telling Matthew Perry not to let Bradley Whitford go see the daughter.
1: Yeah, so he can't get in because of the wristband. He's trying to get in. Sexy wear is like, don't let him see the the baby because if something happens to her, he has no... Paternal rights to that baby, and right. will not get to have a relationship with that baby. It'll go to the dad,
0: right? So he doesn't want to get like don't get too attached to that baby. And
1: so it's like here is another thing for you to worry about, audience. Like right. just a reminder, yeah,
0: they gotta stack everything so yeah. Old. Like
1: we got to raise, keep raising the stakes. A hostage situation and a neonatal intensive care unit are not enough, apparently. But that is like it's you are saying like one of these stories has to end badly, and it's it's a real toss up because it's like do you kill a. Proud member of our troops, or yeah, do you yeah, kill yeah, yeah. a mother and baby? <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah. it's a real. Well, I feel like the baby's gonna be fine, and then Pete's gonna die. Yeah. That's what I, I think feel like that's happen.
1: the least sort of objectionable on Option. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, especially because her character sucks and she's, she's really the annoying. worst. <laughs> Although, I mean, realistically,
0: we have no real connection to the brother. Other than what it would do to Nate Corddry. That's true, We've but we like him. Brother. I fucking love him. Him <laughs> and Steven Weber the only thing I want, I like on the show. I would very much like them to start a detective agency and solve mysteries in <laughs> a spin-off. so great. <laughs> yeah, that's a show I would 100% watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, oh man. Steven Weber's like the chief chief guy and yeah, 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 Nate like the rookie the, cop. The, and... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh my God, get them on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. I would love that.
0: <laughs> Bradley Woodford's been on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Has he? Yeah, he? Played, he? he played... Uh, Uh, Sandberg's dad. Oh, right! Oh,
1: I forgot about that. That That show's really good. Speaking of a show that's better than this show. um. I feel
0: like we could do that fairly easily.
1: I feel like their tone in that hospital
0: is way too silly. For what's happening. It's very glib. <laughs> it's the opposite of what was happening prior, where people were making these sort of inappropriate jokes to ease tension and, and, yeah. and make people feel better. This one, they're just like kind of ignoring the fact that Amanda Peet's, like bleeding to death in the other room. Yeah. They're real goofy. Uh, Sarah Paulson's like, being like outwardly silly. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, meanwhile, the Air Force guy's still being a piece of shit. And then there's this thing about angry pajama people.
1: I don't. I did not follow that. I don't understand. And they make no
0: effort to explain what that means. Yeah, I think it's something to do with like because what it is is that it's like um uh the the British girl who Nate Cordy's seeing mm. reads some internet comments about the brother. Yeah, and they're all say and it's like internet comment bullshit. One somebody saying how like they're doing this to raise their their ratings. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all saying, calculated like, yeah, so yeah, that
1: yeah. the new, basically, like, false flag. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They're false flagging yeah. it. And then they're also saying stuff like, we had, like, Americans had this come in for their yeah. policies or whatever. So, like, That's happening, and I guess angry pajama people are supposed to be, like, internet commenters. Like,
1: people who sit in their pajamas all day, I guess?
0: I guess, but, like, it doesn't make sense. That's not a, like...
1: That's not a known phrase. Phrase, yeah. (laughs) So
0: you have to do some amount of explaining what the fuck (laughs) it's supposed to mean, and they do none. At first, I thought they were calling, like, they were talking about the terrorists, because they Mm -hmm. would say, like, oh, they're, you know, they wear robes or whatever like that. Maybe that's their pajamas. So that's what I thought they meant, but I don't, like, yeah, this is very confused by that argument. (laughs) they keep talking about six years ago what happened six years ago and what happened six years ago was they went like they had a fight with the the, the yeah. network or whatever about, about this like
1: post 9-11 right like, doing a
0: show post 9-11 yeah. or whatever and then, like you know oh they had a sketch they were there was a it was i almost forgot it's how fucking dumb it was <laughs> they had a sketch about hollywood yeah like cuz Hollywood was going to like they're going to make movies or something but it was something about they're making movies about the war they're hiring, like the government was hiring Hollywood to make some sort of like yeah. movie or whatever and they were going to skewer that but they had a note from the network that they're not allowed to make fun of anything about America uh, literally the uh the sketches they come up with for, like, the non war guys who are like freedom shoppers. That's one of their sketches. <laughs> because remember, Bush said, like, we, if you keep shopping, that's how we'll show yeah, you're yeah, free yeah. or whatever. So he literally, somebody literally pitches freedom shoppers as a sketch what is that sketch? (laughs) Explain to me any part of that sketch other than the name.
1: That's what I mean. It's like every sketch is title first, everything else either later or never. Like it's just (laughs) all titles. That's how everything is pitched. It's not like, I feel like when you fucking talk to someone about a comedy idea, you say, I have this idea where it starts like this, then there's a turn, Uh, and something (laughs) happens. That is is how you explain a sketch to someone or like any kind of comedy thing. Anything. This is never. I guess like they're trying to just be catchy about it because like it's I don't know they think people won't understand or something. But like this is it just drives me nuts that it's title first and everything is all title yeah. because they're th- yeah what the fuck is Freedom Shoppers I don't know what is I, Good Morning Cave Dwellers
0: Okay I what? get Good Morning Cave Dwellers <laughs> I kind of understand what they're gonna do It's Good Morning America in a cave Okay I ki- I mean that's what I'm assuming it is <laughs> But Freedom Shoppers I yeah. got nothing. You're shopping. I get that much. For freedom. It's like a commercial <laughs> for shopping, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that, like, It's so dumb. Who fucking um, knows?
1: And the other thing that's
0: annoying me with the doctor is that, like, they keep kind of not telling him what's happening. Yeah. They keep kind of, like, hiding, like, what's really going on and then eventually having to tell him. That's not what doctors do, like, yeah. they tell you what's happening because yeah. they have to. like that's like part of how doctors work. So like that's, that, that whole hospital situation is annoying me, and I wish we could go to another thing that isn't annoying me, but there isn't one.
1: The <laughs> we're thing, out of things. We're
0: out of well here's, <laughs> the, here's the one thing I thought would have been fun, so they're trying to like kind of keep everybody there. Yep. Uh, so they're going to do this, the post-show post-mortem breakdown uh that they normally do on Mondays or whatever, and yeah. do it that night. And I was like, this this could be good. Like I would watch an episode that's just the post like what worked, what didn't. Like that yeah, would be like a, be awesome. an interesting bottle episode of seeing how that but right. we are so past this being anything about making a television show. Yeah. That it, that like, they come up with that idea and I'm like, oh let's do that please. Yeah. It's, it's just, just then, the then you around. can
1: then you can have your precious flashbacks to earlier in the week or whatever and like that would work. But like nope. Nope. Yeah, this isn't about television anymore. At all,
0: yeah. Meanwhile, fucking Simon, oh,
1: oh my God! So, Simon, so I guess this sets up the third part of the episode. It's gotta
0: be. I hope that's kind of how this episode. But in the beginning, Simon is like wa- like he's still trying to pull that scary "I'm a gangbanger from Yale, black guy" move. Yeah, but like he's trying to pull it on the Air Force dude, and it's like not <laughs> the, the guy's like I'm a, yeah, like I'm a soldier. I'm not like I'm not intimidated by your <laughs> horseshit at all. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um so he's annoying and like that's gonna be basically what happens is he like they announce and it's Lloyd Braun, by the way, from Seinfeld, uh <laughs> goes on the news and says like he used to work at Studio Sixty very briefly, but he says he was Nate Cordry's boss, which he wasn't. Uh and then he he says that Nate Cordry and his brother have been like Estrange. a, a, estranged and yeah. like, they're falling out and they don't talk anymore, which isn't true, and it's really pissing off Nate Cordry. So he said, like he asked fucking DL hughley to try to fix it and i was like as soon as he said that i was like no maybe don't go talk to the press right now it's probably gonna end yeah probably gonna end poorly maybe let fucking stephen weber handle it yeah he runs he runs the whole thing like he runs the whole network he could easily have someone go on the news and contradict this right but DL hughley's like, no i know a guy and then he brings (laughs) he brings fucking genie with him because the guy wants to fuck genie so he's like oh it'll all be like this will work out fine At which point, obviously it doesn't work out fine. A bunch of news people show up on in an alley asking questions, and he goes off in the most ridiculous (laughs) way of like God damn, I hope America burns to the ground. Like it doesn't make (laughs) like it's so (laughs) over the top and ridiculous, and not at all. Like, there has been no part of the show where Simon's character has been the hothead who can't keep his mouth shut. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like
0: yeah. E- the only time of anything close to that was Nevada, but even that was just him trying to stick up for Nate.
1: Courtney. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like,
0: like that's a perfectly reasonable thing. Yeah, he's that's not like, like a loud
1: mouthy. Like he he hasn't escalated shit. And I feel like it's just. Fucking like it's racist is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> just be like yeah, yeah. the fucking oh, like the, the quote gangster from yet, yeah, like just like oh, the black guy is gonna get mad and say right, I mean shit to the which news, which
0: he does, and yeah. then obviously it's called on the news, so now yeah. they have a whole new situation
1: about how he wants a Amer- like death to America, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and it's
0: so over the top. It's not even like he doesn't. Have, it's not like, related one to the like, thing
1: that happened with Nate Cordry. He starts like, brief- He
0: starts briefly about like. The, the initial part of the rant is like you vultures or whatever like, Yeah. That's the news which, which fine uh but it segues with, there's no wild segue. it just takes a wild right turn out of nowhere <laughs> to him just yelling about america and there's a couple moments that are really jarring in this episode as if they like kind of rant like were late, too lazy to write so like there's a there's a moment where they go to the flashback where fat guy and uh it doesn't matter who maybe it's simon are talking uh and uh, they, it's like a reference prior to that to six years ago. Like Matthew mm-hmm. Perry's, like I didn't, I didn't get pulled into it. I walked into it, and then they proceed to have a conversation, <laughs> like two or three lines of dialogue, and then fat guy just goes. Hey, what does he mean by he walked into it six years ago? And then it cuts to the flashback. And I was like, there's no organic way to get to that moment. Yeah. <laughs> he literally just has to say, hey, the audience is wondering what you meant by that line. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking heavy. Hand- and, like, I was, but I expect you to write it a little yeah, fucking neater it than a little, a little bit. bit. God like, damn it, you're a hey. writer. It's your job. <laughs> uh, and I really expected, like, that flashback to be more, like, so the whole thing is, like, they're arguing with standards and practices.
1: It's uh, honestly like a boring like kind of low stake not low stakes but like why do you need to flash back to 6 years ago when this happens constantly in present day in the show yeah, it's probably like, happening right now yeah. you
0: I promise you there's a the question going on about what kind of show they can do that week since Nate Cordrey's brother has yeah. been kidnapped I fucking promise you that conversation is going <laughs> on so why do we need a six years ago flashback to that yeah. story it's because fucking Aaron Sorkin can't just fucking write a story it has to I have think some it's, flash and glimmer my
1: proof. theory is that uh 2001 was like kind of the peak of Aaron Sorkin's like life and that's yeah. why he like wants to go back there because like I feel like that was when I mean granted he's doing fine now he's writing jobs and everyone loves social network and whatever but I feel like that was like he was like everyone loved the West Wing he like won a bunch of <laughs> Emmys means, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, doing yeah. all that coke like For he was sure. having a great models time everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I he feel like that up. was just like his sort of peak and that's why he's like obsessed with like immediately post 9-11 America right <laughs> and that's probably right it, it
0: makes sense uh and that's i mean that's kind of where the episode ends simon fucking goes off on his rant yeah shown on the news and then we're
1: like here we go cut
0: literally nothing has happened in nate Cordrey's storyline nope not no development nothing has changed all we have is more shitties talk from that air force guy and no news yeah um but that's yeah that's where the episode ends and like yeah, I'm curious to see part three, but not that much. <laughs> like, no, like I, I mean, I have to obviously. Yeah, we will. The show,
1: <laughs> we will finish like, this.
0: If this was any good, I probably would have watched it right afterwards. Right, and I didn't. I, I, like, I, 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 I let it, it. You know, I was watching it on YouTube on my Roku, so it starts playing automatically, and I, it was playing, and I still got up and walked out of the room and just left it going. I yeah, it I
1: feel like that's a good litmus test of how good these episodes are because after the last two we watched, yeah, yeah. I watched I was the beginning in. of yeah, yeah. nineteen because sure. I was like what's going to happen like I'm interested uh, in this Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah this, these ones I'm just like eh like I'm not going to hate that I have to keep watching this but I'm not going to watch it right now right. I still haven't it was like a week <laughs> ago yeah I'll get
0: around <laughs> to it uh, anything you
1: want to plug Um, watch my show Monday through Friday on the CW 945 if you're
0: in Austin where if can you watch Austin, it online
1: it's online at atxuncensoredish.com Word. and it's also on after SNL in Austin, Austin on NBC on so, Saturday
0: so watch yeah. that um i what do i have coming up follow me on twitter at chris cubis uh i got some shit i can't announce yet but it's pretty Ooh. cool uh and then i'm doing if you're in austin i'm doing naughty bits on the 16th i think at that the nasties i think ldl cool. show and then um, oh i'm opening for ben kronberg at spider house on the 15th so come to that Uh, and uh, you know rate us on iTunes do all that good shit watch the last two episodes next week we'll announce what show is going to follow this up it should be fun have a good one
1: bye